Uh, Warwick Kappa, how are you, buddy? Hey, mate, how are you? Survived the boat accident last week. Didn't chip some of my teeth. Fantastic. Brian broke his nose, but no one cares about him. No one cares about him. And I must fuck with Watson's up. I'm glad they survived the fall. Mate, uh, you were there. I was there. So there's no waves, and fucking two minutes later, they were 17 foot. It was like Titanic. 3.5 metre waves. <laughs> uh, welcome to the T Wiz podcast. I'm Tony Marks, and as always, by my side is the Flight 39 from Qantas, the uh, man with the least ballroom. Yes, let's borrow them from the street station, because they've got one. Uh, the Wizard Warwick Kappa. Great to be here, mate. Great to be here. What is your place? Um, very good. Um, my place is being the goal square with tight shorts and we're ready for takeoff. <laughs> for the uh, T-Wiz podcast. Who have we got tonight, Tony? What's some big artists? I've mate, been waiting all week for this. We have. We've been waiting all week. We, mate, we have got the legendary Michael Spivey, uh, the founder, singer, songwriter, guitar player of the classic Ripping Australian band, The Bad Loves. Very good. I just got in my memo, so I got paid double, but I, did, <laughs> but I didn't tell him. Picked up two uh, seventy instead of one seventy. There you go. Three cheers for The Bad Loves. Three cheers. And he'll be signing up next week, so you can get a, a, a Christmas cheerio from the old Bad Loves master himself. When you uh, when you sign Michael up for memo, uh, what's your cut, mate? Five uh, percent, mate. Five percent. But it doesn't come out of his money; it comes out of the bosses. Yeah, that's all right. I want ten percent now because I put five people in. Shannon, I was just behind me in money earnings. How's Shannon going? Is he give, are you getting a, getting a good sling from him? Yeah, yeah. Fifteen percent off him. Yeah. Fifteen percent. Yeah. Well, I guess he's uh, still up no, on the farm. He, he, he wouldn't know what he. He wouldn't know. He, yeah. he wouldn't know. He's second. No. Behind, he's second. He's a second, second money earner in memo now. He's going well. He's had a good it? two weeks. There you go. I reckon they should give you shares. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm angling at. I think you should. Uh, the week that was, you and I, we went on a boat ride with uh, the uh, the Foss himself, Sam Newman, on his 66 foot. Yeah. Just his little tugboat. He sunk the last one. He sunk the last one. Sunk the last one, guys, and missed out the insurance money too. <laughs> he hit so a rock. So he lost three and a half there, and he bought a new one for seven. They wouldn't pay him out, so he just yeah. went, okay, let's uh, let's just pay seven or eight million cash for the next one. So I thought someone's been rotting the fuck out of Channel Nine for 24 years, and it's <laughs> not me. Yeah. I'll be coming on your boat monthly and I'll be paying fuck all in the field either. <laughs> yeah. The last boat I had cost me 3700 to fill the prick up. Well, I heard that it cost <laughs> two, and, two and a half grand for fuel that day. Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. I used to have a big 60-foot 454 Scarab and I thought I was shit out the first weekend. I didn't know I was going to burn $3,200 of fuel in one fucking day. I said, next week, girls, we're, we're taking the fucking jet ski out and we'll just sunbag in the boat. <laughs> it's cost me a fucking fortune, this thing. <laughs> Warwick has been known to be quite frugal. Thirty-five bucks to start the prick up. <laughs> so, mate, uh, let's 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 talk the listeners through what happened. We, mate, beautiful, mate. It was like glass out there when we uh, when we first yeah. got to Port Melbourne and met uh, met the chicken, Ricky Nixon. Yep. Brian Maddox, Sam Newman, and uh, the legendary Sue Stanley. Yes, um, ex-world champion. Um, she was aerobics. aerobics. Yep. yep. So we all got on the boat. It was beautiful, smooth sailing for about two hours out to. You uh, game perfect. Yep. Had to buy Morris. And then we anchored. Throw the anchor in. And then uh, we had a couple of sausages, a couple of Warwick Cappers, nine inches. Hot dog with veins. That's I'm thinking how, I should not have had that hot dog because I'm starting to feel a bit squirmish. I know, because they were nine inches wide. Yeah. That was the thing you didn't mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on Big Brother. I said, Warwick Capper, how big is your penis? I said, three inches from the ground. They said, that isn't appropriate. Get to the diary room. You are sacked. I was going to say, mate, it'd been nearly six minutes into the show. I haven't used my bomb tish once. <laughs> Didn't matter. Pick up 38,000 appearance money for two days. Got them again. Boom! 38,000? Boom! I got the ratings for the roof. <laughs> and we raised 85 million for the kids with cancer. <laughs> Ron McDonald House. That was, we did. That's not a joke. Mate, we don't, we don't let facts good. get in the way of our... 
Yeah, so what Can't happened, Tony? You were there, so but we're, I'll, I'll we're recap. There, yeah. we, th- we throw the anchor in. Sam fires up the barbecue. So it's going well, but um, two minutes, you know, the ocean's like. He puts the sausages on the barbecue. Yep, two Next minutes thing, later. They start rolling off to the side. Yeah, the winds come up to about 100 knots, and away we went. Yep. Went from three-inch waves to about nine foot. It was uh, 3.5 metre waves, yeah. and uh, the, the, the actual... Yeah. For, for anyone out there who knows what the front of the boat's called, I think that was getting, I think they said, seven metres off the water. That was grouse. At one point. And I'm starting to get a bit sick. I'm thinking, come on, Fossil, can you get that anchor up? Because I'm starting, I'm going to spew any minute all over your sausages. <laughs> and Ricky used to, Ricky, And that was after the barbecue. And Ricky's usually got a pink face. He turned green. Yeah. He's usually pink as a baby's ass. But he so, was green as a frog. Yeah, Ricky Nixon's inside at the kitchen sink, vomiting yeah. into a bucket on top of yeah. the cloths and the chucks and the, the, the dish sponges, right? Yeah. Sue Stanley's standing in front of him, taking selfies. Yeah. And you have not heard a more vibe. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. It was absolutely, so absolutely th- vile. So I'm thinking, quick, get this anchor up. So once we can get some speed up, we'll be right. We can smash through the waves. And then they showed the anchor out three times. I'm going, oh, no, please get up. So 20 minutes later, he got it up by hand, bent the whole anchor cage, yeah. tw- 20 grand damage. Big, big, uh, big stainless got, steel got anchor got, uh, got bent like a 45 degree. And then the fossil said, if that anchor didn't come up, we were smashing on the rocks. We would have made the news for yeah. the wrong reasons. Well, we made the news anyway. would have been another $7 million boat gone. So uh, we were dragged back in the sand into the rocks. Yeah, so lucky got up. So when uh, when when things first took a turn, uh, Mini Me, um, he took a dive. Mini Me took a dive. He, uh, he went face first into the stairwell. Brian's had that much plastic surgery, and when he cries, the tears run down his back. Boom! Boom, Tish. And I got the face lift from Daniel Lanza. He's been struck up at the board too. We've got Brian's old face on the wall here at the Kappa Cave. Yeah, I can pick me sponsors, can't I? We might have to give that. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to give that face back to him, Warwick. He's yeah. uh, he, he's messed up all of Daniel Lanza's good work. Yeah, his old plastic face. Yep. He certainly has. His face started melting, and then he could, and he, he went head first in the stairs. But no one helped him because the boat was light out in the 45 degree angle. So just help yourself up, Brian. You're right, mate. <laughs> he spent the rest of the boat ride uh, on the couch and laying the, down. And then the fossil went ass over in the land room. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Everyone was laying down. All the bottles. All the bottles laying. Somebody asked me the other day. They go, "How fucking drunk was was." Uh, was Brian? I'm like he had two VBs before the <laughs> before the storm hit. Yeah, and uh, after that, everyone was like laying on the floor. You couldn't even have a drink. Yeah, no, there's no drinks here. It was all over the no. floor. No. Hilarious. There was uh, there was an app, but mate, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, we'll go next week too. Yeah. Fuck it, absolutely. Unless you made an impact. Made an impact. So you've been a whiz in the kitchen this week, buddy. Yeah, it's been good. Bought some uh, diet meals again. Yeah. Um, did a job yesterday. Secret Santa. That was good in the city. Yeah. Had to hand the presents out. An hour and a half, that was grass. Imagine imagine Warwick Kappa being Santa at your party. Sing some songs. <laughs> that was a good day. There was more pussy there in the pet shop. <laughs> I was starting to get I excited. Don't, I don't. There yeah. it was, yeah. There you go. Lucky Ricky Nixon wasn't there. There would have been more snow there than Falls Creek. <laughs> so I'm glad, I'm glad we didn't invite Pinkface. Allegedly. No, it worked out well. Allegedly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So great, yeah, great hour and a half, and they were great company. HGH, HGM, and they were in Doncaster, so they're neighbours. So hopefully back on next year. That'd be good. Yeah, that was a good day, yeah. Mate, uh, I noticed that the uh, new teeth still got that perfect uh, natural neon glow. No breakage yet. No breakage. So I'm, ha- I'm hanging in there. Mate, I, uh, I had to go and get uh, polarised lenses <laughs> to do the show. <laughs> you got to wear the mask out of the bed so I don't chew, chew them off. That's, uh, that's my favourite part. That's yeah. the favourite thing that I've ever learned about you is that you have to wear a mouth guard. To I'm bed. like Warwick's chompers on Channel 9, aren't I? <laughs> chompers. They're like the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, I ran chompers. He's got three dentistry too now. He's happy. Really? Yeah, mate, Tony, Tony on... Nine news. Doctor D's fucking yeah. give, giving out all the good work. Yeah. So I've got Tony on board. On the hey, um, 
mate, uh, just in case you're wondering why uh, the, the big old hairy fella is sitting on the couch, because our, well, we call him the worst production assistant in all of broadcasting, Nicky D, which I think is probably a bit of a compliment. He's, he's as useless as all fucking hell. It's a um, bit harsh. A bit harsh. I'm feeling feel sorry for him. No worries. Come on. Because he's going to buy me a Christmas present. Is he? So he's not, hasn't been that bad. Is he actually going to buy you a present? Yeah, he has. Mate, you're not on air talent, okay? Um, Simon, Simon Hosford wants to come on. Hosford? <laughs> Simon, Simon Hosford wants to come and take his role. He does. But uh, but what we've got in the studio tonight, because Nicky D has got a case of tennis elbow for has some he? reason. We've got his father in the studio, Is Brucey D. Brucey, how are you, mate? G'day, guys. Oh, g'day, Wiz. G'day. Oh, bloody. Oh, Tony. What about this bloody place? I can't believe the this Kappa Cave. It, it's it's a it's just a it's just exactly the same layout as Nicky D's bedroom. I'm shocked. It really is, eh? He's got the leopard skin couches, the same as Nicky D. He's even got the the mark of the century frame jumper up on the wall. Has, like he got, has he got the scratch and smell penthouse three times on the cover, or just the ordinary <laughs> copy? Uh, but, uh, Strawberries and cream. That's 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 the ori- <laughs> the original jumper up there too. By the way, one of one of five hundred. Yes, that's for sale next week. Yep. Well, the wife. Strategic uh, plug. The Strategic re- plug. The yes. reason I'm here actually, I just you know just keep it quiet. I was wondering, is it okay if I uh, if I move in, Warwick? Yeah. Uh, is there room under the stairs? Do, can I move in under the stairs with Nikki? Look, look, do you have a blow up mattress? Well, I got I got a blow up. I got a blow up Warwick Capital. Yeah. It might Upstairs. work out all right. It might be all right. Uh, you could go head to toe with it. The wife's not very happy. She's look. She's not happy with Nicky, but uh, we'll look. We're going through his bedroom, and as you know, we found the her oven mitts. They're under yeah. the bed. They were standing upright. Yeah, yeah, we found uh, the Warwick Kappa jock strap from 1986. That was standing upright too. Shit, that would have been the game against been. Richmond where he kicked ten goals and lost by a point. Missed Great. the last one on purpose. Great game. No, I didn't. I was pissed off. <laughs> But I, I faded. <laughs> but I found an old best of Paul Hogan show VHS video under there, oh, and the uh, I couldn't help myself. I put it on, and there she was, Delvine Delaney. How could she? Oh, one thing led to another, and the hell. wife came in, and uh, <laughs> let's just say uh, <laughs> there was a bit of tennis backhand forehand well, juice, was there? <laughs> Nikki D's a chip off the old block, eh, Brucey? Well, she's kicked me out. <laughs> Well, she's not. I'm not welcome back in the marital home. Could, look, can you put me up for the? Can you put me up for a little while until it blows over? It's all right, blows mate. over. That's probably not appropriate terminology, there, Bruce. You're in, you're in for three weeks, your mate. Three all weeks. Right. You got three weeks. Hey, Brucey, you know we've got uh, Michael Spivey from the Bad Lovers on tonight. Michael, Michael Bublé. Yeah. He's a, oh, I love it's him. It's He's his Chris, cousin. Yep. One of the beautiful crooners. I love it. Oh, I'm dreaming uh, of a no, 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 no. Christmas. No, no. Michael, Michael Spivey, you know, the bad loves. Ba- bad love. Bad lo- I've been accused of being a bit bad in the okay. love department. Myself, I, think, uh, I think Bruce is going to be just as bad as his son as a production assistant. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm dreaming of a... All right, Brucey. All right. Okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll Three cheers for Bruce. Three cheers for Brucey D. Hey, um, Wiz, guess what time it is right now, mate? Happy birthday, Tom. It is time for your favourite segment. Happy birthday, Cunty. Nikki D. I'm glad, you, ma- I'm glad my mum left the room. You have to use your left hand, mate. Who have we got today, Wiz? All right, guys. This week we have a very special mention. <coughs> Many people celebrating his birthday. He was the original heartbreak flank for the Sydney Swans. Oh. He has some serious father issues. 
Okay. He's the son of God. Oh, Gary Abbott. No, it's not Gary Abbott Jr. It's your mate, Jesus. Jesus. Happy birthday, Cathy. Oh, happy birthday, Jesus. <laughs> mate, that's got to be a highlight for him, Jesus. being on the T-Wiz podcast. Fantastic. That's unbelievable. Hey, Wiz, we've got some incredible shows coming up. Next week, we've got our end-of-year party episode. We're going to be live streaming in three parts, so we'll, uh, we'll have little breaks in between so we can get away with That's going to be good, yep. We've got, uh, we got? Our, our good mate, Jason Vorher. We've got... Simon Hosford, we've got Jimmy Couples, James Ryan. I think Catherine's going to see if we can get Michael to come back. That'd be yep. amazing. Um, we've got Aaron Shembury, and I think Carly Jewell is popping in to say good day. So we're going to have a heap of music. It's going to be great. Actually, Jimmy Couples is singing at our um, cousin's uh, New Year's birthday. Really? He's been booked, so it's going to be a good night. Jimmy Couples is uh, one of the best in the business. It could be a two-day event. Uh, com coming up next, we've got the absolute legend himself, Mr. Michael Spivey. But first, he'll be appearing... On the show in 2022, but tonight is a really special special treat. He'll be taking us to the break. This is Dean Whitman Lamb this is gonna of be good. the Revelation with his new single. Here we go, guys.
Warwick. We are back and we have got the legend of Australian music, Mr. Michael Spivey, in the studio. We have. He's going to start us off with a song. Here we go. I pulled into Nazareth. I was feeling better. I just need a place where I can lay my head. Hey, Mister, can you tell me where a man might find a bed? He just screamed, shook my head. I know was all he said. Say take a load off Annie. Take a load free. Take a load off Annie. Picked up my bags. Oh, yeah. I went looking for a place to hide. Then I saw Carmel and the devil walking side by side. I said, Hey, Carmel, come on, let's go downtown. She said, Well, I got to go, but my friend, he could stick around. I take a load of I take a load. Take a load out, Fanny. Yeah. Put the load, put the, put the load right on me. Don't doubt, Miss Moses. There ain't nothing you can say.
Well done, guys. That was unbelievable. All right. Well, we're just going to uh, do a little on-the-fly adjustment to our mics here. That was uh, the weight, Michael Spivey, Jason Vorher, Dean Whitman-Lamb in the background, Warwick Kappa. Nicky D, did you make any noise then? Good. He dropped one. Good. You're not on-air talent. Shan, did you do any? Did some claps. Did some claps. You gave us the clap. Thank you. Catherine, were you involved there? Really? <laughs> well, whoever got involved there, that was phenomenal. Good harmonies. You ripper. How are we going, Jace? You want to just uh, jump on that mic there for a second? Just have... Oh, yeah. Going well. Oh. Loved it all. That was a little sexual. Warwick had uh, a lot of soul there. I love that. You've got to be excited. You uh, certainly yeah. did. Were you pole vaulting to the toilet, Warwick? I was that flat. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was in G demolished. <laughs> Uh, Michael Spivey, uh, one, one of my all-time favourite artists. I absolutely, I was saying before, get on board. If not, one of the greatest albums of all time. Certainly in the top easy, three, easy, or four, three or four Australian records of all time. Ah, um, so get on board. 1993, recorded at Metropolis, produced by Doug Roberts. Uh, 1994, ARIA, Best New Talent Breakthrough Artist Album. Um, Not bad, mate. In 95, nominated for the highest selling album of the year. And um, and in 2021, on the 2nd of April, it was re-released on vinyl for the first time and made it number one to the ARIA vinyl charts. Yeah! It's about time. Good resume, mate. With two uh, competitors, yes. I Mate, it, it's an incredible album. That's all there is to it. Oh, thank you, buddy. Get down by the vinyl. Shit out, mate. Great. Thank you, mate. I'm just going to get your mic level up a little bit there, Mike. I'm speaking a little bit softly. <laughs> I love it. There's a kind of like a gravel wrapped in honey kind of yeah, vibe going is. on. I love nice. it. Look out. Look out. <laughs> Time to die for. There you go. So um, it, the, the Bad Loves, have, you know, I remember when the Bad Loves broke onto the scene in the early 90s. Um, you know, you were out there in the flares. Uh, you know, I, I think it might have been... been... Trying to forget that, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was phenomenal. When you guys first came on, I I, I, uh, I was at the SB one night and a mate of mine, they might have been at Crossroad. Did you play at the Palace? Um, yeah. 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 And um, one of my mates come across, I was in the front bar and he goes, mate, you've got to see this fucking band I just saw. Unbelievable. And he knew that I, I, loved, I loved that kind of vibe and... Jason, and for anyone listening, that's uh, Jason Vorher was on guitar for that song. And um, uh, Jason and I have been playing together since right back in those days. And I absolutely love that that vibe, that real... It's almost... Um, you know, I think at the time it was probably comparisons with bands like the Black Crows. There was elements of, like, Deep Purple. There was also other elements of, like, sort of more crooners. And you, you just... You're, you're a range of these things all wrapped up. It's a big mess in there. <clears throat> you're it's, it's messy, you know, a lot of things. But yeah, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah. Kind words. So, um, you know, what, how, how did the Bad Loves first come about? How did that happen? Who thought of the name? Uh, well, me was on a, a list, list on a list of like, um, I don't know, a dozen other names. It's a pretty cool name, isn't it? Really? It's the worst of the names. And Love. Uh, bit uh, different. I looked at it, I just wrote down whatever came to my head. Yeah. And that was the worst of them. And I laughed and I went, imagine how bad that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so any, anyway, we went with that one because it was a crook name. I think it's an incredible name, as it turns out. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's stuck anyway. Like a, lot of, a lot of names are already copyrighted, aren't they? It's really tricky. You know, yeah. you set out, you set out, you think, oh, I'll just, yeah. I'll have names, I'll, I'll have ideas, but it's tricky. Yeah. 
tricky business. Yeah, it is. So you wrote majority of the songs and to remind some people of some of the tracks on there, you've got Lost was really probably the first big single for the band. Yeah. It was uh it was it got a fair run on mainstream radio back in the day. Oh, we it got flogged. We were pretty lucky. Yeah. You know, we got we had a lot of a lot of luck. What year did that come out? Um mate? that was like ninety three. Right. Yep. And it was the same year that my daughter was born. Yeah, my son was born ninety four. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And and um so yeah, but they the triple M all around the country and, and a whole lot of other stuff yeah, as well. We we're just uh, pushing it, so we yep. got lucky. I think uh, Lost is probably an example in terms of the caliber of songwriting on that album. I think Lost is is as close to a perfectly constructed song as there is. I think. It's oh, now you're gonna make me blush. Well, I hope, completely I hope, ripped off. I hope other so. Songs. We've got Tony on. We've got the uh, mood lighting down, Michael. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> a couple yeah. of drinks, and you know, maybe hang, where you get hang around coming. after the show, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just like you're just. One of those songs, and I think it's probably consistent with a lot of the music that you write. Um, it comes from somewhere, somewhere of real empathy. I think there's there's something inside of you that actually um, creates a, a real c- connection with the listener. I think, and uh, I think Lost is a, a great example of that. Well, thank thank you. You know, it's it's a tricky business writing songs, but in the end, I was so crap at doing cover bands and stuff, which I tried hard. But I wasn't. I, I couldn't live there. So, so yep. in the end, I was only good at one thing, and that's yep. just writing my own stuff. Yep. You know. Yeah. And so, the band back in the day were signed with Mushroom. Yeah. Uh, Ninety-two. I think we got signed. Well, we couldn't get we couldn't get arrested around town. All our mates' bands were getting signed by major labels. Yep. And and when everybody left us alone, we were sort of the wallflowers. You know. Which was fantastic in a way because it meant we could do what we want. We didn't have to confide yep. to them. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have to do other other yep. what the record companies thought. And so when when Mushroom eventually came around to to visit, they just said, "Oh, look, geez, get in the studio. You just you know what you're doing. Just go ahead and do it." And so we were really lucky, you know, in, in that respect. They just let us have free reign. So own. around that time in the early nineties, there was a there was like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Faith No More would have been pretty big back in those days, wouldn't they? In nineties, yeah, it would yeah, have, it yeah. would have been around about there. I think it was probably around the early nineties. They were they were pretty big and they were pretty influential. And so the bad loves, you know, to have that that real sort of earthy sound, almost kind of like a, a, some elements of Motown, you know, the Hammond organ. Yeah, um, there wasn't too many people doing that sort of thing at the time. It's funny because we coming through the eighties was pretty rough time musically for me because I couldn't find a home there yep. and so the band we, we we got in a bungalow we were a bungalow band not a garage band there's a big <laughs> distinction yep. between between the two but we we just had fun and, and the one instrument I didn't hear because I can't stand synthesizers yeah they always drove me insane and that was the 80s you know, funky, since. Town. funky town Hold on. Okay. Michael yeah, I've mean, got it's been great stuff I've got but, Brian Cannon on the phone right now Brian <laughs> sorry mate sorry buddy Brian's been in <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know the, the Hammond organ if you've ever been in a room with that thing yeah, with man. the Leslie oh, speaker it's yeah. phenomenal was, it's that like Tony Fe- was it Tony Featherstone that Tony was, yeah, yeah. yeah and he, he'd been listening to Billy Preston and the Ray Charles and yeah. all those people so he, did he he played I don't know whether it was a, an original one, but it, he also had a, that, that electric road sound as well. Yeah, well, it's a yeah, yeah. Well, it's a piano. Yeah, he he had one of the uh, one of the originals, didn't he? 
Yeah, well, he had the only tiny things. They're the, yeah. they're the funniest things because you, we carried it around the countryside, but they fall to bits. Yeah, and, right. and you've got to have the hood up. Yeah. At every sound check, you've got the hood up, tinkering and getting them, you know, putting them back together from the rough treatment in the back of the truck. Yeah. So uh, it's like carrying around a yeah, like a jukebox. It's like a mechanic with a guitar in it. You mean? Yeah, it's sort of. It's a, It's it's just little. It's it's almost like a toy piano. Yeah. yeah. We. It's a weird piano in a suitcase. Yeah. In a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was good fun, but that and dragging the Hammond around the Leslie, big Leslie with the spinning speakers and yeah. stuff, was great, just great fun. Did he use the two-piece Leslie with the 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 bass box and then the head box? The the two. Yeah, well, we had we had um, we had all sorts, all varieties of it, but but one big huge cabinet that held all the speakers and the spinning bits and things. Yeah, right. Yeah. We carried around. Um, Huge road cases full of all spare parts for those things because we'd have to rebuild them. Yeah, every yeah. couple of weeks we'd rebuild the bloody things. Well, they're like furniture, aren't they? They are. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I mean, so get on board was recorded at Metropolis, um, which is, you know, it's it's been home to some incredible albums, Australian music over the years. Mm. Um, what was the experience like of of recording the album? Uh, look, it was it was pretty amazing because we. You know, because of the legacy of how many people have been through that, it used to be called Armstrongs. Is that in Melbourne? They, yeah, in yeah. Melbourne, in yeah. South Melbourne. Yep. Um, and uh, so huge bands have been f- through there, and that's a pretty um, daunting thing when you first go in, first recording. So that that was a bit of fun, and and uh, and also because no one really cared what we we're doing in there from the record company, they left us alone. So, yep. so. Um, that was that was really good fun. We could just do what the hell we wanted. What and year was that? Ninety two. Uh, we 19. went in the studio. Yep. And um, you know that was a bit of fun. We we, we uh, indulged ourselves in a big studio for the first time, instead of a bungalow. And when did you write Green Limousine single? What year did that come out? That was uh, man. That was end of ninety three. They're going to play it a bit later yeah. in the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah so did it sell well? I think so. Am I right? I'm going to check with my accountant. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to find I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Just see if it did sell. No, it's, it's sold okay. We yeah. weren't counting, to if, be honest. If they haven't paid you for it, you're going to have to get them to make the adjustment for the current dollar rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, it was good fun. Yeah, some incredible songs off that album. Green Limousine, I Remember, Sugar Daddy, Yesterday's Gone, Memphis. I mean, that is just a jam-packed album. I mean, uh, Sugar Daddy... That uh, those right before those choruses, those hooks, you know, I'll be your sugar daddy. With just that fucking groove is just incredible. Like I, I fucking love this album. I just love this album. Um, we were lucky. We had a lot of help too. You know, we we like on that song we had Chris Wilson. You ever see Chris? Oh like yeah, Chris Wilson. Good. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, dearly departed Chris Wilson. Yeah, incredible talent. Yep. Yeah, phenomenal. He did some uh, he did some solo work with Doug Roberts as well. Yeah, he did yeah. a lot of stuff. I think and he, he recorded the, his own stuff with Doug Roberts as well. Yeah, he Chris. did the uh, Wilson Diesel short call ones yeah, with yeah, Doug, yeah. which was yeah. you know, hands down the rain. Yeah, yeah. He dropped down another octave, and that's Chris. The baritone, but wow. he, he was a he was a um, it's devastating to watch him live. It was great, was he? But, well, he had a band called Crown of Thorns. Yeah, that that Kath, my manager, was. Was the managing the room yep. uh, in Middle Park, and uh, his band was called Crown of Thorns, and my band before the Bad Loves was called Crown of Thorns, and I went down to the pub to have a quiet word with him, <laughs> and sort things out. 
say, listen, you know, yeah. I had that before. Hey, you know, back off sort of thing. And within like four bars of watching him play, I was backed up to the back wall of the pub going, oh, shit, you can have it, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all yours. Not getting involved. <laughs> yeah, no, he was, tr- he was, he was intimidating but From amazing. In terms of vocal presence, it was, it was powerful. But um, once he started playing the harmonica, it was a sight to behold. Like he played harmonica in, in a way that you just – I haven't seen anybody in person play like that since. No. I mean, I've, I've heard some things, some albums where there's been some incredible... I mean, obviously, you've got someone like Stevie Wonder. Who's like Chubby Checker, was he? Who can play everything yeah. like yeah. that. <laughs> but Chris yeah. Wilson was just, uh, as a harmonica player, he was he was incredible. Well, he, he, he'd sort of lay most hot shredding guitarists in the aisles. Like, with, he, could play, he could match yep. them with speed. Yeah. Which yep. is, is insane. From one of those yep. tiny little, yeah. you know, mouth organs. He's yep. wild. Just wailing away. Yeah, he's a. He was doing a um, a duo with um, Shane O'Mara. There was Shane and um, and Stuart Fraser. Oh yeah, he was doing one with Stuart as well, who's obviously another dearly departed uh, oh, friend of the industry. Incredible talent. Yeah, Stuart was the guitar player for Noiseworks amongst however many hundreds of albums and people he played for. But um, watching Stuart Fraser and Chris Wilson play. Um, at the Royal Derby. Yeah. And um, Doug Roberts had actually... Um, good place. I worked there, Royal Derby. It's good. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. It, Fantastic. In, in the 90s, it was, a, it was a great room Royal for Derby, a band. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Doug Roberts, from uh, who produced these albums of yours, um, he hooked me up with Chris. I ended up going over to Chris. I think Chris lived in Eltham as well, did he? Or, uh, that was Doug. He I spent know Doug a lot of time. There. Yeah, he yeah. spent a lot of time there if he didn't live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, anyway, I, I, you know, I caught up with Chris over there at Eltham. It might have been at Doug's house. I can't remember now. But um, and then um, Chris gave us the opportunity to play alongside him at the Royal Derby a couple of times. And having Stuart and Chris play, and then having our band go on after him, it was almost like you know. I thought, do you really need? us to play now I just don't <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like you can't manage, yeah? well it, it's it wasn't an intimidation in terms of like I'm not good enough to do music it was just kind of like once you've seen that like you don't really need me anymore you know like he was just such an incredible talent that you know I, I kind of felt like me going on after him was kind of like you know like putting a, a shitty paint job on a Lamborghini you know what I mean? Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure you're being modest there, but but you but know he he's not he was never that sort of character. No, but but things. he was very humble and yeah, really yeah. really generous and um and he he sat there and and watched our band play and made a point of coming up yeah. as soon as we finished, walked straight up and just said um how much he enjoyed it and how he thought it was really cool and look forward to seeing what you guys do. Good and, thing, wasn't it? Yeah, well, but yeah. having somebody like that spend a little bit of time and take a little bit of notice of you it's it's kind of the uh almost kind of like the, the magic juice you need to kind of keep moving forward yeah that's really like rusty yeah. brown electric mary playing before deep purple yeah isn't that yeah well, his idols yeah, yeah. He's, what a voice rusty man yeah great he's been on the show twice great yeah we've we've had him on a couple of times he uh he's almost uh, he's probably worse than me at cutting a short story along he's great <laughs> yeah but the, yeah. the three shows for him was great Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, what a band too. Yeah, Electric Electric Mary, Mary. Yeah. Oh. Great. 
power, powerful unit. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we uh, we started the discussion with uh, the incredible song, The Weight, which was a massive, massive song for you guys back in the day. Um, that would have been around about 94, 95, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be right. With um, how, how did that come about? I don't know. Well, Jimmy called us because we'd never met him, but he called he called us and and uh, we were on tour at the time. And said, "Hey boys, how about playing the week?" And I said, really? "That's funny. You should say that. We've just started rehearsing that song to put it in the set." And I said, "How did you come about the song?" Oh, I always wanted to do that one, you know. Yeah. And and uh, and I said, "We just started rehearsing it, like." And no one knew that we were rehearsing it from the record company because wow. he was obviously with Kadinsky. Uh, but anyway, he, he dragged us up to his studio in Beryl. You know, not, not unlike this room, uh, he had a studio underneath, and uh, and we just and we recorded it. it. Was just fantastic, like a hero of mine to be able to play with, yeah, to sing with Jimmy. But I've got to yeah. say, he's standing next to him and hearing him in three D. Yeah. That that voice is... It's guttural, isn't it? Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it, it, somebody mentioned before about, about um, uh, Barnsey, uh, um, Farnsey. Farn, yeah. And the same thing. When you yep. hear them sing in real life. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a singer. Yeah, there's, that's a, whole, what there's, it's like. there's a whole other level. Perfect pitch, yeah. eh? Well, no, there's no... It's bang. Hmm? Yeah, perfect pitch to the industry. Yeah, well, you know, people go, oh, he just sings like a lawnmower. You know, he's just yelling. Yeah. Man, his pitch, smack it, in the middle of the note. He right, he's right. Perfect pitch. Yeah. And it, it's almost kind of like he's a hollow body. And it, yeah. it comes from the bottom the bottom of the bass drum with yeah. him, doesn't it? You know, you can you can just hear the whole instrument reverberate. Yeah, and, and your body while yeah. he's singing, standing next to him. You know, <laughs> like this. He's, he's that loud. Yeah. He's that loud. He's incredible. Our old mate here, um, Jason, recently um, did a uh, did a performance with the uh, Jane Barnes band. What, yes. what, what was that? We got to sing um, the Monkees' um, "Daydream Believer." Oh, what! But you know, Jimmy Barnes singing "Daydream Believer" from someone who's a <laughs> cold chisel fan. You're going the Monkees, you know. <laughs> but um, he, same thing because I was standing right next to him, and he's the he was the guy singing the really high note. But not falsetto, like in full yeah, voice. Yeah, full voice. And I'm going, who's singing that real high one? And who's singing that? No, it's Jimmy, you know. Yeah. And uh, not you, only great you, singer. Who else, who, who else do you have? Uh, Russell Morris was there. Uh, Daryl. Daryl Braithwaite and uh, Ray Thistlewaite uh, from the Thirsty yeah. Merc playing piano and singing. And he's an incredible so, talent too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm sitting in the middle going, what am I doing here? You know, like it was quite surreal. Um, but... Um, and, and, love, of, and of course, Jane, Jane Barnes. And Jane, she yeah. was showing me the chords. Yeah. No, no, darling, that's a D7, <laughs> not a D. Oh, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> that's why it's got her name through, on the band, mate. Through, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Through COVID, she's learned how to play guitar, yeah, you sure know, that. and she's yeah. doing really well, actually. Fantastic. But uh, not only that, they were, he's just a lovely bloke. You know, he just made you feel, they made you feel welcome. So yeah. It's a bit like the whiz makes us feel welcome when we come here. The same deal, you know. That's, that's right. Nice, mate. Yeah, well, good. Oh, hold on. He can cook, though. Jimmy yeah. can cook. Can you kick? Yeah, you yeah. cook? Yeah, well, that's why we got the uh, the Wiz in the Kitchen I segment. Yeah. I'm I mean, all connected, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's, um, it's, he's, he's a spectacular talent. And you guys, the collaboration between the Bad Loves and Jimmy Barnes, it was just, you would have never thought of it off your own bat, but the, when it happened, it was, it was perfect. 
It was the perfect collaboration, I think. Well, we were nervous, I can tell you, but but it was good fun. It was good fun, and as you say, Jason, it makes you feel welcome, and and everything's easy. There's no pretense. Yeah. There's no bullshit. He had another massive collaboration at, um, back in the day, then with uh, In Excess, when they had uh, yeah, good yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, I think um, you know he really he really had an eye for picking the right band and the right collaboration, didn't he? Because those song, the song within excess was almost kind of like bigger than the pair of them, mm. and the the weight was kind of like almost bigger than the pair of you. It was, it was it it, it took the sound and everything to a level that it w- that you kind of propelled each other. I think you opened up Jimmy Barnes to a different audience in a way, and I think that he opened you up to a, to a different audience through him. Yeah, I think I think it worked in our favour more than Jimmy's. No doubt, he, he was he was definitely like he's, he's just had coverage, blanket coverage. But 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 it was a it was a real treat, you know, for us. Yeah, very lucky. That's like a dream, like a dream come true. And obviously, uh, you know, with uh, Dean from the Revelation, Shannon, Nicky D nodding his head, me and Wiz in the background. I think. That recording we've just got of the weight. I reckon that's uh, that could uh, that Let's could release it, boys. Let's release it. That could be uh, that could be that could be something happening right there, couldn't it? On the vinyl single, we'll drop it. <laughs> we'll yeah. drop it. Yeah, yeah. A bit like um, Jack Jones. <laughs> Natural. <laughs> but these days, you know, the business of album sales has changed completely since since back in the day. I mean, with the the vinyl, it's a different story. Obviously, um, get on board the re-release. Back in April this year, going number one on the Aria vinyl charts. Um, having an album for sale, it, it we've talked about this with a couple of other artists over the time. It's almost kind of like an album these days. It's almost like a part of merchandise of the band. It's giving some that your listeners something tactile, as well as the the dynamic experience of the hiss of that album needle right before one of your favourite albums comes on. It reminds me because recently. We just got a, a record player who Kath, um, Kath um, gave me a record player, a little, little um, tiny little one, yeah. old thing that had been done up. And putting the record back on for the first time, uh, any record that I could grab, yep. the whole, all my teenage years came back yeah. to me because Fresh, that's what you did. Yep. Yeah. You put the, put the thing on, you flick it across, watch the mechanism drop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and away it goes. Yep. But you've got the album cover and you're looking at this, this piece of artwork and yeah. reading the credits. and It's more immersive, yeah, isn't it? Man, it was just the best fun. And I, yeah. I could not stop putting things on. Yeah. I was listening to Sergio Mendes, Brazil 66. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then a few years later, we started taping them with the TAC tapes, put the sticky tap over the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah the tabs. Yeah. yeah, man, the double CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you knew yeah. back in the day... If you, Kenwood. If you, yeah. if you pop the tabs out... It was a pretty serious mixtape. That's, yeah. that's commitment. Fucking, yeah, you've committed. Yeah. It's like fucking. Well, we pop the tabs out on this one. Don't put the best yeah. of Blondie on in the SS Monaro. This one's got slippery. Yeah, we've got on an it. SS. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, good with that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, back back in the day, having those those vinyl, those LPs, opening them up, pulling the inner sleeve out, reading the lyrics, reading all of the little notes. You know, like you know, yeah. You know, Fantastic. Having somebody yeah. thank, thank their roadie by the name of Chicken. Beautiful. Michael, I will point Treat out that, uh, that we have got a, um, a number one selling album up here on the wall. Another little vinyl. It's uh, 1.2 million. It <laughs> I've got 750,000 myself, but it's still in number one. <laughs> Beautiful. I was the middle of the 80s. Oh, uh, yeah. 
for any of our listeners out there, we'll know that that number floats from time to time. Yes, yes. It does float. We don't let... I've got a new song Real out now. Real facts get in the song, way. You better, better plug the new song, the telephone. Telephone. That came out seven years ago. And I finally got released like you did. <laughs> got my ass in the gear. Beautiful. See? And Kedinsky liked it, then he passed away. There you go, listeners. Believe it. Telephone. What's, well, he peaked what's, out. What's, yeah. what's, what's the name of the band that you did that with? Chenille, he wrote it. Chenille. Yeah. yeah. So how do they get They can download it, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that? It's it's on Spotify. It's on Spotify. And what's it, what, are the, what are the other things? Apple and Zoom. About five I, iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. You can go to iTunes and still buy music. Not that anyone does. So get out there what? and get the bad loves and wear a cap as our telephone. Do right. yourself a favour, you guys, for Christmas. Don't fuck around, mate. Yep. I think you need. Hours to, left. Warwick, I think you need to do a Christmas album. I was in dad. I was in dad's bag when you were in dad bag. I'm oh, there it dad. is. You were in, you were in dad's bags when I was in bag dad. Caps goes boom. Caps goes boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's phenomenal. So you, you followed up Get On Board with another incredible album, Holy Roadside. It came out on in October 1995. This one was also produced with yourself and Doug Roberts. Um, but you recorded this one at Sing Sing in Richmond. Yeah. Which is a fantastic studio. He's done his homework, a boy, isn't he? He has. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm surprised. I'm going to keep him around because I, I don't know. remember half of I this. Know. So this is good. Oh, well, Jason and I have recorded in Sing Sing a couple of times. That's right. Yeah. So we did our first record with Doug Roberts as yeah. well, I think, wasn't it? No, or? no, no. Um, the first one we, we snuck in after we the Hunters in. and Collectors That's session. Right. Yes. Yeah. One of uh, a mate of ours was an assistant engineer there. Good studio. And, oh, incredible. And, yeah. um, and I was there watching the Hunters do some recording for one of their albums. They all pissed off about 10 o'clock and, and I rang Jason. He was playing at uh, Joey's. Yeah. <laughs> was it South Yarra or St Kilda? Joey's South Yarra. South Yarra. Legendary yeah, venue. The yeah. old Joey's, which yeah. was open at like five in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. One of the few, back then all the, seven it was too, thank you, Dean. And uh, most of the band venues, as you probably remember in, in the 90s, were well, they all shut at one o'clock. Yeah. Um, and uh, I rang Jason and said, hey, mate, at around about midnight, we're going to have the Studio A at Sing Sing all to ourselves. So we basically got Jason, we got our drummer in, and uh, Jason hadn't heard the song before. We set up, we played it, I think, once, recorded it. We had to hurry up and get out of there. We had to record it. <laughs> we had to set up, record it, and mix it and get out of there before breakfast, which we did. Fantastic. And it sounded, it sounded yeah. great, didn't it? It's great. It was a wow. great recording. But um, uh, somebody that... Uh, you collaborated with on the second album. She had just previously, before this, had just done one of her solo albums, Deb Byrne, had just done a solo album at Sing Sing. And oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right before the Hunters did their album, she, Deb had just finished hers and you guys co-wrote Caroline. Is that correct? Yeah, it was, yeah. She, she, um, she gave me, she's got a couple of lines in it, yep. a couple of lines in the song. And I was, I remember that uh, was organised to, to get together and I was... She was down, somewhere down the Great Ocean Road. She lived at Polo Bay or somewhere. Yep. And uh, we got together for a session down there. And, and I had my little four-track cassette um, recorder, you know, the ones. Tascam. Yeah. Yeah, 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 nice yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had, that, I had that on it. I had the song on it and took it down there and, and uh, got together. And so you, you, wrote, you wrote the body of that song and then took it down and, and collaborated on the recording with her? Yeah, look, she, she had a song, I had a song, and we... Brought the two songs okay. uh, together and worked worked through those. How did you How did you reach out to Deb when you first? What gave you the idea that she was the person to be involved think, in that song? I think uh, I, I had a publishing deal 
with mushroom. And so, so you know, from time to time they put people together. They thought okay. that might be a good idea. Yep. So that song, I, I thought, oh, this is, a, this is a good one. There's a couple of lines missing. I'll take that down as a, a bit of a warm-up. You know, we can ease our way into it. And, yep. And, uh, and she had another song as well. I'm not quite sure what that was. But, um, yeah, so we worked on that for a few hours. Got to meet the fam. Yep. The family. So it was, it was good. Good uh, part of the world. That wouldn't have been too yeah, long. Nice too long after good. Um, she had played Norma Desmond in the stage production of Sunset Boulevard with Hugh Jackman at the Regent Theatre. Oh, wow. Which she was mind-blowingly good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. disappeared. I don't know. Has anybody seen the film Sunset Boulevard? No. Billy Wilder, an old black good. and white film. About an ageing Hollywood movie star that's kind of gone bonkers... He's uh, holed up in a man- her yeah. mansion. Yeah. The, the, the movie starts with a guy floating in a pool narrating yes. his own story. Fantastic. And uh, Hugh Jackman played that character. This was oh. before, right before Hugh kind what of like catapulted. It was in the early early to mid nineties. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hugh came out of that and did a um, he did a film with Claudia Carvin just after that, and then shot off to the states. But Deb, she did this album at Sing Sing. I got to meet her there, and um, she was just incredible and because of that I ended up going to see her at the Regent play Norma Desmond so was a huge fan of Deb too so when she appeared on your album I'm just like mate this guy has just got all the right moves (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all the right help I think is well (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. the best people surround themselves in the best people I think you know again you get lucky you know you get to meet people so you do that's Uh, the best thing having good people yeah yeah it is isn't it one of one of the, uh, I think, it, it might have been one of the more prominent songs off that album, Slave, which I, I to this day, still think is probably one of, your, one of your best songs ever. It's certainly, it's just got that... What was that about? Um, it was just about being, being hung up, uh, sort of... Slave just, ha- just having a bit of a bitch about myself, uh-huh. really. But the funny thing was that that song was mostly written in what I now realise was a whorehouse in, excuse the term, <laughs> up in Sydney. I thought it was a hotel, a high-end hotel. But Just the, the turn-down service was a little a little full-on. <laughs> well, well, that's funny Would you, you like a mint that, on your pillow, Michael? Yes, uh, <laughs> we won't expand on it, but it was in that circumstance that that song was, was written up in an attic in, in this fantastic Gothic-looking um, place in, in Marrickville. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It was like the Hotel California. It was. It was wild yeah, parties and everything, yeah. nothing to do with the band, but all these strange women turn up and at all hours. It was, it was, uh, anyway, and there's me up in the attic missing all the action, just writing that song. Nikki D's already on their website trying to get a booking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> May have been shut down. I've got yeah, it mm. might have been, been condemned. Yeah, um, yeah, Slave, just an incredible song. I think, um, you know, the, the riff, which is... Uh, it, like it's got groove, it's it's ballsy, but it's also got this element of restraint to it that's that's almost frustrating to the point of where like you just you just want it you want it to kick in, and then when it when it does hit that chorus, you know, um, when I was young, well I must have been naive. That when that kicks in, mate, that is the sweetest, most soulful uh, change. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, mate, it's an incredible song. It's one one of the one of the best songs ever. 
Well, it's it's one of those. I think I think you've got to learn to play with tension as a songwriter, and and yeah. that tension and holding the tension. Yeah, is is it seems to be the key to. Well, that that know, song does that for sure. Well, I attempt it and miss it often, but <laughs> but occasionally it comes off. You know, so that's. Well, I, I think you've you've kind of got to risk missing it to get it. Yeah, I mean, otherwise yeah. you're too far from the edge all the time. Yeah, you're right. You know, you, true, true. you, you kind of you kind of got to risk falling over. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also, you know, you're driven by, I've got to remember that a lot of the time it's, it, it's a band and it's got to sound like a band. So yeah. it's no good me singing, you know, a song like Caroline, for example. Yep. Um, I took that to the band. What the hell? What are we supposed, are we supposed to do with this? Like that's, yep. we're a rock band. What? What are we going to do with this? Good song, Sweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> no, Warwick, even that was more rocking than our Caroline. Wasn't that it? Yeah. That's that's <laughs> it's got that's a, a, a beautiful finger-picking acoustic guitar um, through Caroline. It's, it's like Blackbird. It is. It's very much like, that's a great analogy. And I was, yeah. try, I was trying to learn Blackbird at yeah. the time. That's that's how I came up with the. Uh, the there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a beautiful song. the The other one, which is is right up there with my favourites, "Barefoot Bride." Where did that story come from? You hippie, you. I know. <laughs> I know. He's an hippie, isn't he? That's yeah, why. He's that's a that's why I liked you the moment that you you know I heard that you were wearing flares across at the palace and a Wrangler shirt. Still oh yeah, rocking yeah, a Wrangler yeah. shirt. Yeah, it's a cheap knockoff, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, no, don't worry about that's that. That's got the push buttons, right? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 And I like to snap him open in front of the missus. <laughs> she just goes, don't do that. He's a very shirt. sexual man. We might oh, have to get... Yeah, uh, we'll get Warwick will take like you out, mate. You'll, you'll come back with a new grill and a spray tan. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah I've got right. some teeth from next year. Be rocking. Yeah, fantastic. Some leopard skin shorts. Mate, we're we'll, on a plan. We'll, we'll put your old face on the wall next to Brian Mannix's <laughs> yeah, old face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so Barefoot Bride, you know, where did that story come about? Uh, well, I had a... I'd, I'd gone to to my ex's twenty first birthday, and it was it was down on the peninsula on a big property. And when I turned up there, I was really nervous because I was meeting the family for the first time. But I knew it was going to be a serious relationship. And and uh, but all I could see somebody pointing me down. They're, they're down there. They're down the bottom of the paddock. The paddock over there. So all I could see was a dust storm, just a huge dust storm, and they're all inside this massive machine agricultural shed dancing and stuff and, yeah, and right. just these huge plumes of dust and in there I, amongst them I spotted a kind of thing and it and it, it just I don't know the song kind of wrote itself yep. from that visual yeah I, I, I can, I can imagine close, how it could come from that yeah and the yeah. closer I got to it I could see then I could see coloured lights you know and I could see the bar and I could see people dancing I could make out a few Yep. People I knew and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, it's not a great tale, I've got to say, but it's a, no, but, but it's, it's, it's but it's an origin story. It's just a feeling. Yep. You know, you yep. get a feeling and that's all you, your job is as a writer is to try and capture an, an atmosphere or feeling. Yeah, that's or, it. Or describing yeah, some visual. finish of it. Describing a visual that's stuck in your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, yeah, I think that's the thing that um, that probably is most compelling about these albums is the songs are great, but it really is about how they make you feel. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There, there's an, there's a, there's reminiscent element to a lot of the songs where, which makes them relatable. Which I think it's a part of that tension as well, where it's almost like there's a longing in the song that kind of connects with a longing that somebody might have. You know? 
yeah. I, I find my favourite way of working is trying to get that the energy of the song in the twilight. So not uh, not overly happy and and, and daylight sun yeah. full sun, but not nighttime depressing either. But in that twilight thing, is that where so that mid- colour is that where midnight sun came from? No, that, that was that, a slightly that, that different idea. That was a slightly different fluoro, but that that was um, <laughs> that was the sun. That was first time over to Europe with Daryl Braithwaite. Midnight fluoro. Yeah, yeah. So I saw the the, the midnight sky. You know, yeah. the, the the midnight summer they have, or whatever it's called. So you've released you've released what three new tracks this year? Is that right? Uh, yeah, we've got. It seems like they're just so coming you've thick you've and got fast. Midnight sun, tribal, and Soul and Soul Brother, Brother Truck and, and Song. Yeah. And you got much, uh, any, many shows booked? 21, 22? We've got a heap of them. And we'll come along and support you. A couple of gigs would be yeah, great. Yeah, fantastic. You got a few booked, yeah. Yeah, we have. Just um, start off in Tassie. Do we yeah, that'd be great. Tassie? Kath, this is Kath nodding yep. in the background. Yeah, we've got uh, Kath from Ampersound, Ampersand Management. Yeah. Which is uh, anybody that's looking to try and get hold of Michael and the Bad Loves um, can find Kath's details on the Bad Loves website. We'll come and see a couple of shows in Melbourne for you. Fantastic. When you're here. So at the moment, you've got uh, Jeff Conci on drums. He's from New York. Yeah, that's uh, sad. Regrettable, but what can you do? He's, um, he's played for uh, Nuno Betancourt. The, he's a phenomenal um, force of nature. Yeah. Force yes, of nature. Yeah. You've got the uh, T-Wiz alumni, James Ryan, on guitar. Yes, yes, indeed. He's, he's a he's a loose unit, didn't he? A loose unit. <laughs> yeah, he's big trouble. He's big he's trouble. trouble. He yeah. um, he 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 perfectly. I think he's got Jimmy Couples perfectly tamed. Don't you think? think? He just seems to uh, just seems <laughs> to keep Jimmy. <laughs> he does, Jimmy. I think it appears that way. But yeah, I it does. Jimmy's got a way of working. You know, he's Jimmy is a very unique individual. Yeah, he's yeah. a loose unit. A couple of u- loose units together. They are, and they. It's uh, going to be a loose uh, New Year's Eve, I know that. He's coming to your place. Is <laughs> he? That's uh, uh, no, that's New Year's Eve Eve. So New Year's Eve. next oh, Thursday right. night. Cool. Um, so yeah, both well, Jimmy and James formed the the band King Canyon, which is also managed by yeah. Catherine there at Ampersand. Ampersand Management. Does a strategic plug right there. Um, you got yeah James. James has played Ross Wilson, uh, Russell Morris, uh, Kate Soprano, King Canyon, Bad Loves, Kit Riley on bass, and uh, Sam Cope on keys at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a great great lineup. Pretty lucky. Very it's lucky. A, it's a fun little gang. You got um, you got a gig com- coming up in 2022 with Brad, Brad Paisley in Cairns in September. Yeah, so I just heard about that. That's, That'd be a good that's one. Good. Wild. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a that's a big name to jump jump on with. Yeah, yeah. But you're also doing the uh, the show with Cheap Trick Bush Stone Temple Pilots in Feb. Indeed, and someone else you mentioned, the band, band Rus- Rusty Brown is going to be on that bill yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Electric yeah, Mary's Electric on. Mary. Yeah, yep, on, on the show as well. So that's going to be a ball. Be a beauty, yeah. We don't have to pay to see the acts. No, so that'd be fantastic. Know, we get to see those bands. Well, Warwick and I. What date are you going to Queensland, Warwick? Start of February. What date of February? What date of, is that? Oh, that's in Adelaide. The the the, yeah. the concert. Yeah. Are you doing the Melbourne? Are they doing a Melbourne show? Yeah, who's the next Melbourne? No, the uh, is that is that oh, Stone Temple Pilots oh, tour? Yeah, they are doing that with a stick of line up for each stage. Okay, we're just gonna just we're just gonna make a formal protest. We need the bad loves on that Melbourne leg leg of the tour. Hastings. That'd be good. Yep. So. Uh, yep. You can't have all of these international acts coming in without uh, without getting the bad loves involved. 
That's um, exactly what. That's exactly, exactly what I say. Yeah, I just think it, you know, it's you know, you, you come to Australia, you got to try Vegemite, you got to get bad loves on the bill. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. It's okay. pretty much how it happens. Yep. yep, yep. Hey, um, I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna like, send Catherine some persuasive texts, and I'll probably hound you with some uh, some uh, love letters to try and get you back next Thursday for our New Year's Eve party for a little while. But, um, yeah, look out. But I, I just want to say to Michael, on behalf of everyone at the T-Wiz podcast, thanks so much for coming in. It's been absolutely incredible. Uh, we, we love you. We love the bad loves. We hope to, to get you back and, and talk some more. Um, oh, good on you, fellas. Thanks for having us. I appreciate that coming in. Great. We're, uh, we're going we're gonna to finish up the show uh, with a song. But before we do, next week... We have got. Uh, what have we our, got? We've got our end of season, end of year party, New Year's Eve Eve. We're going to do some live streams. We've got Jason Vorher. We've got Simon Hosford. We'll get Brian Mannix out of the hospital. We need to get. <laughs> we need to get fixed. Brian Mannix. Get him off the piss. You're good. We need to get him. Get him uh, off the we need to get grass. him measured up for a new face. So <laughs> we'll see if we can get Daniel Lanza here to. Yep. to and Another we, sponsor. We might even see if we can get Daniel to do some work on Brian's face on the show. Yeah. That'd be incredible. And might get some teeth for Brian too. He's already inquired about that. Get some teeth. Dr. D. Hey, mate, he'll, he'll put a swan's jumper on him. 70% off. He just yeah. needs to stand like a metre in front of you for every photo. Just As so you know, get Brian, he's a great right. fluffer and he's a walking head job. But he's not a bad singer. Everybody <laughs> wants to work. No, no, no not, not whiz. <laughs> Boom! So uh, we're going to try and... We're, we're going to try and get Brian on. We have got uh, James Ryan and Jimmy Couples from King Canyon. We've got Aaron Shembury. I'm hoping that Carly Jewell pops in. It's going to be a big celebration, a bunch of music. We're going to try and get Michael back into the Kappa Cave. We, you know, He might not even go home tonight. He might just stay. Okay. I'm staying on Saturday. the leopard skin couch. On That's the leopard skin couch. Oh, well, Bru- Brucey D, have you had a good time on the show? Oh, I tell you what i got to say. That Michael Bublé, jeez, he looks different in real life, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, nothing, mate. Nothing he like does. he does on telly, but jeez, bloody good singer, though. Good he? singer. Very good. Got to love the boobs. Hey, and Nicky, the move over. <laughs> move over. Let me sit Let me sit on the couch. Get your ass over there. All right, Brucey, yeah, Brucey. Nicky, Nicky, Nicky D and Bruce, he'll be, uh, <laughs> they'll be head to toe under the stairs tonight. Um, so, uh, yep, want to say thank you to Michael Spivey. Thank you to Dean. From the revelation, Dean will be back in 2022. Hey, Absolute cracker song. Thanks so much. Yeah, Thanks great. to Thanks having Kat us, from Thanks Ampersand Management for coming in. There you go. I think that's third or fourth strategic plug. I um, we can we're good at that, aren't we? Yeah, we're the plug on the plug fest, mate. I started that. We've said years ago. We've had uh, Doctor D's got a rap. Look the shit out of it. Last 35 years. Dang great. <laughs> we've uh, we've got Con with the mouth guards. Doctor D with the teeth. Yeah, we've got the car sponsoring uh, detailing. Have me wash the fucking car. That's great. Uh, like, anytime fitness, they good. Are they giving you anything? Yeah, just a lot of air time. It's like six and bucks a week to have a membership. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't reckon we should do anything. Yeah, for no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's been okay, mate. But, uh, for any future sponsors, we're you know we probably uh, probably want a little bit more than that. We've got Ned's hanging in the wings, haven't we? We have. We got Ned's over there until last month. That was good for the we're just uh, putting market, a mark of the year with Modra and Caps. Yep, we're going to uh, we're going to give the guys from Neds a call next year. We're going to do a couple of uh, live streams with the footy, aren't we? Yep. Next footy season. Yep. We we'll get Neds involved in the box. We good. Hmm. In the box. A bit like my missus. Lisa can't bite, but you should see her box. 
There just it to, is. Just to play on words, guys. Sorry, mate. Caps goes boom. Caps goes boom I have more again. lines in a Vietnamese fishing oh, boat. Oh, there it is. Oh, and there is more lines here than Ricky Nixon's house. I'm, no, there's not. Allegedly. That's allegedly. Allegedly. We have to say allegedly. Let's go to Ricky's house. He's got more snow there than Paul's Creek. Boom. That's... Um, <laughs> we, have, we have... Ricky, we just want to say, uh, you know... We, um, Ricky, we love like a brother, but we have in Tasmania. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all the, mate, the weapons are getting worn out tonight. Yeah. I do love Tassie, yeah. I love Tassie, yeah. <laughs> we want to send I a do. shout out to our good mate, Brian Mannix. Hope the, uh, hope the snoz is healing up. Yeah. You're going to need it on New Year's Eve. Um, we also want to say uh, thanks to Sam Newman for uh, taking us out and almost killing us yeah, last we'll week. Three weeks. Can't wait to get back on the boat. Maybe uh, next time you know, there won't be a drowning risk. Next time I'll take Nicky D. You can take my spot. You can take Nicky D. I'll sit here around the spa. It'd be easy, mate. I was getting a bit seasick last week. You were. Uh, so um, we're. Uh, you take yeah, us out, mate. We're, we're going to uh, we're going to finish up with an in- incredible song from uh, Mr. Michael Spivey. Thanks for coming, Michael. Thanks for having. Hey, listen to the sound of the revolution. Now everybody's out on the street tonight Oh, that's right Everybody's cool Everything is alright I got a feeling in my bones We're gonna get on tonight When we drive my car Where the wild things are I got a Everyone's a stuff, but I won't care for without a green limousine. Someone burning the leg of the old convention. Set the wheels in motion here tonight. Now everybody's cool. You better pray that your man don't get home tonight. When we drive my car and things are, I got a green limousine. Everyone's a star, but they won't get far without a green limousine. Well, there's no need to get uptight. I got room to spend for proper a sweetie tiger. I'm gonna take you there. Everybody's cool. Everything is alright. You better pray that your man don't get home tonight. Let me drive my by the wild things, oh, I got my green limousine. Don't code a will for it up for sale and hold a green limousine. Don't code a will for it up for sale and hold a green limousine. I got big plans, black money.
Go, Jace. 